I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. Wrapping up the program today, we will remember U.S. District Judge Dee Benson, who we just this morning learned has passed away at the age of 72. Moments ago, via email, I got a statement from uh, Judge Robert Shelby, Chief Judge, United States District Court. Judge Shelby writes, the United States District Court for the District of Utah is deeply saddened to announce that beloved United States District Judge D. Benson passed away this morning at the age of 72. A brilliant jurist, Judge Benson tirelessly served the District of Utah since his appointment to the bench by President George H.W. Bush in 1991. His warm and disarming demeanor often belied his stunningly keen intellect. Beyond his extraordinary legacy as a judge, it is simply not possible to adequately express the measure of Judge Benson's personal impact on the lives of our court staff and his colleagues on the bench. He transcended his office and in many ways transformed the court. We extend our deepest sympathies to his family and loved ones. That's, again, the statement following the passing of Judge D. Benson by uh, Robert Shelby, Chief Judge, United States uh, District Court. Uh, One last statement I want to share with you comes here from uh, former Senator Orrin Hatch. Uh, Senator Hatch says, Judge D. Benson was an exemplary jurist, a sharp legal mind, and above all, a cherished friend. As a counsel on the Senate Judiciary Committee, he brought invaluable insight to the issues of the day, so much so that I asked him to serve as my chief of staff. Later, as a United States District Court judge, he brought experience, wit, and wisdom to the federal bench and a smile to everyone he knew. Dee's heart was as big as his intellect, and it's for his trademark kindness and humility that I will remember him most. He had a tremendous legal career, but most importantly, he had a rich and meaningful family life and was always there for his loved ones. My prayers are with the Benson family at this difficult time. Joining me on the line now is Utah's senior Senator Mike Lee, who in the 90s clerked for Judge Dee Benson. Uh, Senator Lee, first off, tell me, what kind of man did we lose today? An extraordinary one, an exceptionally gifted lawyer and judge. But as much as anything, we just lost a dear friend. Uh, Judge Benson gave me my first real job after graduating from law school when I served as his law clerk. And uh, I learned from him every single day of that experience. I don't think there's anything that could replicate that. I think I learned more there than I could have possibly learned in uh, years worth of school, uh, simply because of his enthusiasm for the law, which was infectious for all who knew him. Uh, if you had not clerked for Judge Benson, where would you be today? Well, you know, I certainly wouldn't have the training that he gave me, and and, and I wouldn't necessarily have the enthusiasm for the the law that he had. He's um, one of the people who convinced me that it's okay to be really excited about the law, but it's it's okay to be really into learning as much as you can learn about the law. Uh, And um, he was uh, just such a magnetic personality. Everyone around him wanted to be like him and and at least wanted to be with him. 
And um, I, I think he helped produce an entire generation of lawyers who were better educated and more enthusiastic about zealously representing their clients than could have otherwise been created in his absence. In the earliest days of your clerkship, what uh, what attributes of Judge Benson uh, first stood out to you and have stayed with you since? Well, first of all, he never really forgot anything. Uh, his mind was like a steel trap. And so whenever you, you covered a legal topic, uh, he could recall with absolute clarity and specificity all of the elements of the legal standards at play. And uh, he, he did so, he treated it almost as if it were a, a, a really fun activity to try to unravel all of the issues. I, I believe it was on the day that I started my courtship. He was in the middle of a really big, really contentious and complicated uh, uh, civil litigation trial. And he was making rulings constantly, and, and he made it look easy, he made it look effortless. He would communicate with us, uh, his law clerks, from the bench uh, by handing us notes. And sometimes I started to worry, my gosh, I'm overloading him with information, uh, giving him notes while he's having to make evidentiary rulings. Uh, but with Judge Benson, it was as though he had the entire universe at his command, because even while he was writing something or reading something we had written to him, uh, uh, testimony would come out and he would, on the spot, make an evidentiary ruling, which inevitably would turn out to be correct. What's the legacy he leaves behind now? Well, first and foremost, his four children, uh, to whom he was devoted and uh, with whom he uh, was very, very involved in every aspect of their lives. He also leaves behind uh, literally dozens of law clerks, uh, any one of whom would walk over uh, a mile of broken glass for him just because we think that highly of him not only as a jurist and a legal scholar, but also as a person. If you uh, were to summarize uh, your, your relationship with uh, the late judge, how would you do so? Hey, he was much more than my boss. He was also my friend. He was my mentor. He was uh, kind of a hero of mine. He was somebody I looked up to, somebody I reached out to for counsel when I needed it, whether it was on a professional matter uh, or, or a personal matter. And um, so I'd, I'd call him first and foremost uh, someone who could be trusted uh, in whatever circumstances to do the right thing, to believe that there was such a thing as the right thing, and uh, who could always summon the courage to pursue it. Senator Lee, thank you for your time. Thank you for sharing with us the impressions left uh, uh, in you by the late Judge Benson. Uh, And just a bit of my own personal commentary. You talk about the enthusiasm for the law and it being an enjoyable uh, thing to discuss and analyze uh, as something you saw in Judge Benson. Well, let me say that it has rubbed off on you. I see it in you. I I think uh, most recently in the back and forth between yourself and And now Justice Amy Coney Barrett, as you went into uh, very minute details about some, uh, to most of us, uh, seemingly obscure cases, but you did so with uh, with enthusiasm. And if you got that from Judge D. Benson, uh, you know, that's all the more credit to him. So thank you for your time today. And I'm sorry for your loss. Well, thank you. Thank you very much, Lee. And I appreciate that. I can think of no finer compliment 
uh, and, and no greater tribute uh, to Judge Benson than that he had this effect not only on me, but on so many others in the practice of law. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Uh, that Senator Lee speaking about his time serving as a clerk for the now late Judge uh, D. Benson of the U.S. District Court of the District of Utah, having passed away today after a battle uh, with brain cancer. And uh, uh, many words have been shared about him. We have heard this morning from, or this afternoon rather, from uh, Judge Shelby and uh, Senator Hatch and many others uh, will come in, I am sure. Uh, Listen, it's time for me to say goodbye. It's so great to be back here with you uh, after my Thanksgiving vacation, a bittersweet time away. It was great to be there uh, with my family. Not happened to wake up to an alarm clock, uh, but difficult being away from you, and I am pleased to be back in this chair behind this microphone today. Uh, Time for me to sign off. A quick programming note tomorrow. uh, I'll be away again, but not by choice. It's because the BYU basketball uh, team, they've got a game to play, and they're going to do so uh, broadcast right here on these airwaves. So I'll catch you Wednesday. It's time for me to say goodbye and make way for Jeff Kaplan's afternoon news here on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America, but this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin, and my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.